Yo, Luis Soho, what's up, bro? How you doing, my friend? Very, very good, man. I appreciate you doing this. Oh, brother, thank you for having me. Luis Soho, what's cooler? Seeing yourself in your first video game or seeing yourself on a baseball card? <laughs> I, I guess uh, myself on a baseball card because when I start playing, they don't have video games. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you calling me from? Tampa. Are you safe down there with the hurricane? Oh, yes, yeah. Listen no big me. deal. You're in Tampa now. What food from Venezuela do you miss the most? Uh, either because my wife makes it. <laughs> when I eat something from Venezuela, she just, uh, she's a good cooker. So I'm, I'm sad. I'm good. <laughs> Venezuela baseball now. You guys have legends now. You have Felix Hernandez. You have so many guys. Who was your guy growing up? Dave Concepcion. I can show it to you. See that jersey over there? The, I uh, see the jersey. Big red, big red machine. That's my man, Dave Concepcion. Not a bad guy to look up to. What do you have, like nine All-Stars, two World Series? That's a pretty good role model right there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really good. I grew up watching that guy, man. Oh, that's great. You, 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 growing up, you weren't the highly, you know, the highest rated prospect. There wasn't YouTube where everyone highlighted videos. How did the Blue Jays discover you? Well, I was in Venezuela. Um, guess I tried out for a, a winter ball team in Venezuela. And uh, they used to have an agreement with the Blue Jays, which is Cardinales de Lara, Marquisimero. So in an epic Guerrero, he's a Dominican scout. He used to go there and, you know, okay, who you sign? Oh, I signed Luis Soho. Okay, I want to watch him tomorrow. So, but uh, he, he doesn't like me. He doesn't like me. Um, uh, Domingo Carrasquel, God bless. He, uh, he always put a lot of uh, pressure on him. Listen, man. You better sign this guy. This guy know how to play the game. He's smart. He got a heart. And uh, you should give him an opportunity. He's like, nah, he's skinny. He can run. He can hit the ball for power and all the kind of stuff. And, uh, but um, he went to a game. He went to a game in like uh, in the minor leagues. Okay. And I wasn't on, on the team. I wasn't like in the minor leagues. And uh, I make a couple good plays, you know, got three hits, blah, blah, blah. He said, oh. He could play, you know, just, and uh, he gave me the opportunity. And uh, but I was like uh, almost twenty years old. Yeah, you were older. <clears throat> yeah. So he says, uh, "Well, man, I'm going to give you the opportunity, but you got to make it to the big leagues in less than four years." Oof. So well, just give me the opportunity to play, and you know, you see what happened. And thank God uh, it worked out. So you were twenty years old. There was no doubt you were going to Florida because I know that's where you went first. Was it difficult leaving, making that decision, or you were one hundred percent all in? No, I'm all in. You know, because <laughs> I always, uh, you know, when I was seventeen, then I tried to sign as a professional baseball player. I always, you know, that's what I want to do. So when they told me that my first year was in Dominican Republic, okay, I don't, I don't travel to the United States to my second year. So I had a nice season in Dominican. And I went to Venezuela and, and win the Rookie of the Year in the league. And then they want to send me back to Dominica. And I say, you know, if, he, if I go to Dominica, uh, I'm going to retire. I was 21. Yeah. You know, but my, I mean, my chances in, uh, it was very small. So they told me, okay, you're going to go there and you got to perform. And I hit 211. Oh, my God. <laughs> 211, man. And uh, I went to Venice, back to Venezuela, have a nice year. And then he come the, uh, 
be a scout and say, Louis, they don't want to sign you. They're going to, but I'm going to keep fighting for you. They're going to give you another opportunity and send you back to uh, South Carolina, which was Merrill Beach Blue Jay. Okay. The same league that I hit 211. So you don't perform there, and you're going to be released. So I win the uh, MVP for my team. Ooh. and went to the All-Star game. And uh, the next year, I went to AAA. So then they went fast for me because I was 21, 22. At 23, I was in AAA. Wow. So I was kind of a lucky guy. You yeah. know, I got I to gotta admit that. What was the first purchase you made with your contract? You got your first big paycheck. What's the first thing you bought? I got to have a big paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my bonus, my bonus, my bonus was like $2,000. Like with the Blue Jays, and uh, what I did, I buy like uh, a kitchen for my mom. Uh, um, uh, I fixed the uh, the seal from my house where I grew up in, in Venezuela for my dad. So I, you know, I just want to take care of my mom and my dad, and I just I got like ten dollars left for me. <laughs> I have no money, so I just want to, you know, play baseball and then show people like that can do it. Where were you when you got the call that you were going to the majors? How does that happen? Like, do they bring you downstairs? Tell me how that happens when they're like, hey, you're about to go to the major leagues. Well, I was in Syracuse. We played double header. And uh, the, f- the first game, it rains, right? So we end up the second game around 11 and, uh, and the skip called me that I'm going to go to AAA. I mean, I'm going to go to the big leagues. But it wasn't into – because. We don't get along. Me and Bob Baylor, we don't get along. He said, I never hustle. I don't play hard. I said, man, I'm not fast. I'm skinny, but I'm not fast. I can't run at all. So so he kept me like waiting for like 25 minutes in the clubhouse. I was the only guy there. And then uh, around two, around two, he called me and said, listen, man, he threw me, basically threw me the, the ticket. I don't want to see you here. I said, don't worry, you won't see me. Well, I go to big leagues. Yeah, you got a big league. So the flight was at six o'clock. I have to go to Anaheim with, you know, but I don't, you know, for me, it was like, a, I don't get impressed mm-hmm. by so much to accomplish my goals. You know, used to make the big leagues. I just want to, I just want to sign and, and tell my dad that, yes, I can do it. I can do it. I don't, I mean, if anything can happen to me, I just, okay, thank you, God. But I was in the plane and I don't realize that I was a big deal. It was like another day for me because I already signed. I mean, that was a gift for me just to make the big league. But when I get to Anaheim and I see a, a different stadium, <laughs> there's a lot of people. I have my own clubhouse. I mean, yeah. I have my own uh, uh, locker. locker with my name on it. And then, oh my God, what is this? So now, now I start realize that. It, <laughs> Doug, you're in the the show, man. I mean, go get it. Luis, you show up in the show, and on that team is Fred McGriff, John Olerud, Tony Fernandez, uh, George Bell. When you go in the locker room, do you just go around introducing yourself like, hi, I'm Luis. I'm Luis. How does that happen? No, no, I didn't do it. I I, I was so scared. (laughs) Because you're going to start talking to a major leaguer. You know, she's like, wow, that's Tony Fernandez, which I admire a lot too. Mm-hmm. Tony, you know, he showed me a lot, a lot about the game. When I got there, she has to see George Bell, that he win 
the MVP like three years ago. I mean, there were big names there. Like you say, Freddie McGriff, nice guy. My first movie was uh, John Oliru. Really? Yeah, we spent three days in Toronto and we didn't say anything, man. John is so quiet. I don't speak good English. I still don't do it, but <laughs> but he don't he don't talk. He just read books and stuff like that. So my God, this guy never talks. But a nice guy, such a nice guy. What was your welcome to the big leagues moment? I welcome to the big leagues moment. Well, I have to serve the uh, veteran guys. Like, give me a coffee, give me a beer, give me this, give me that. <laughs> That was my wife, you know. Back then, now ah, they don't do it. You do that to the players now, they, they want to kick your ass, you know. <laughs> You're, uh, you made it look easy. Your first at bat, you got a base hit. Who was the pitcher? Do you remember? Yeah, Brian Harvey. Never forget that. It was my teammate a year later. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, got, I got traded to Anaheim. Uh, he was one of the top uh, relievers, you know, mm-hmm. closest in the, in the league. And, and uh, I think she for Ranch Molinix. Remember him? I don't. Ransmolin is just like that. It's a veteran guy, left-handed hitter. You got a right-handed pitcher in the mound. And Ciro Gaston say, you're going to hit for Oh, my God. Okay, let's do it. But to be honest with you, there was like, okay, this is your time to shine. This is the time to show people, like, what you made up mm-hmm. and what you make to the big leagues. And, you know, I got the base hit. I got lucky. Because when you get the base hit, you got lucky. And I'll be high, too. So, good day for me. After one year, like you said, you went to the Angels, Dave Winfield, Wally Joyner, that team. Was it weird getting traded? You're like, wow, I, I'm in the majors, and you got traded. Was that a weird concept for you? Because now you went from Venezuela to DR. Mm-hmm. Now you're in Toronto, all the way to California. You're jumping around. Was that weird for you? Yeah. It was my first three years. Well, it was like that. It was like that. But, uh, you know, to get to Anaheim and see Dave Winfield, oh, my God. Um, Dave Parker, Wally <laughs> some, Joyner. Some big boys. Big boys, big boys. And, uh, you know, I had so much time, but uh, I was kind of sad when I got trade because, you know, when you when you sign a contract to play uh, professional baseball, you want to make to the big leagues, which I did with the Blue Jays. But you want to spend more time with that organization. I guess they don't like me, and no. that's why they trade. <laughs> but now, you went back to them a year later. Were you on the team when Joe Carter hit that home run? I was there, but I was hurt. Yeah, that was my first ring. And, uh, yeah, I spent the whole year with the team. Yeah. And uh, they gave me a choice because I pulled my ribcage. Okay. And uh, in the playoffs, they gave me a, a choice to go home or stay there. So I don't want to stay there. If I'm not going to play, doing nothing, you know, wasting time. I watch them on TV. Uh, but I was uh, – what a team, man. You gotta, we have Robbie Alomar. We have Paul Molito. Uh, then they trade – uh, they bring Ricky Henderson when they put me on waivers. They put me on waivers that year. Mm-hmm. And Winfrey was that thing. I mean, a lot of big names, man. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good time. Yeah. Do, do you regret going home and not celebrating with the team? Like, you could have been there oh, for yeah. that home run. <laughs> after, after I went forward with the Yankees, I said, man, you should stay there. That's, you know, because <laughs> celebration is it's nice to win. Um, but... Uh, in the meantime, I was kind of pissed with the organization because yeah. I don't think they treat me well. I, I could be the everyday shortstop there. They, they signed Dick Schofield. Mm-hmm. And, and with all due respect, I don't think he was better than me at that particular no, time. Um, but um, 
they don't give me the opportunity. And, and when uh, Dick Schofield broke his rib, and um, next day I pulled my rib cage. Oh. Kind of, oh shit, I mean, oh, what, what happened? So, and then I spent um, like uh, almost two months in the DL. Rehabbing. And, um, yeah, rehabbing. Oh. And, and they pushed, they tried to push me because this coffee was bad. I mean, he, he was out for the season. Yeah. So they have uh, Alfredo Griffin, a veteran guy, and Domingo Cedeno, a rookie guy. So I, you got to get well, you got to get well. We're in New York. Like two weeks later, I pulled my ribcage, and they want me to take body practice. I say, I still feeling a little bit. No, no, you're all right. The trainer goes, oh, you, you, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Man, first swing I took, knees down, start oh. crying. And that's it. I'm, I'm done for the season, too. Oh. <clears throat> Speaking of crying, the next year you made me cry when you were on the Mariners team. That was the first time I've ever cried during sports, and that's the truth. <laughs> You were on that team. We're not going to talk about it. I'm not going to cry tonight. How was it playing with Griffey and A-Rod? Just those two talents of just mammoth proportions. Well, I don't really play with A-Rod because it was kind of up and down. Mm -hmm. But uh, Griffey was like the best talented player I've seen. Um, and he, don't, he wasn't a hard worker. You know, he just want to hit, take BP. <laughs> he follow, he's fooling around with everybody. He called everybody ugly and uh, <laughs> you know, he, he called you names and blah, blah, blah. He was a funny guy, man. But but what a talent, that guy. I mean, play with him and uh, he could do more if he, he I mean, he could have still 500 back if he won. But he just stayed and first mate talking to the first mate and calling names, I believe. <laughs> but uh, what a talent. But A-Row was going to open down 95 and 96 when he took over. But uh, he was like, um, he he was like the same guy, same swing, same power. He just can hit the ball, you know, same hands. I mean, nice short stuff, but uh, he can hit the ball. He got like, he got like fifty at bats and twenty something punch outs in his first year. He was kind of, he was crying. Yeah, he was crying after the game, man. Oh, I'm not good for this. And me and Phillies for me, man, you just got $1.5 million in your check. I mean, you're back, man. Stop crying. Stop crying. But uh, what a talented guy, too. And I had it when I was a coach in the Yankees when yeah. he first got there. Yeah. Now, how did you get to the Yankees after that? How did that whole situation happen? Did the signing, did they reach out to you? Did other teams reach out to you? How did that happen? Well, they decided to give the opportunity to an era after we beat the Yankees in 95. In 96, they decide, because, you know, I end up playing every day in 95. I was the everyday shortstop. Yeah. And they say, Lou Pinella say, Lou, you know what? This guy's going to play. No, oh, I had a good season. Who's that guy? Hey, Rob, come on. <laughs> I, 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 he went the body title that year, the MVP. I don't know what he did. He did a lot of things in 96. And uh, so I, I was pissed. And I don't play much. I don't play much. And then. They wanted to train me. They wanted to let me go. Lee Pelacudas. I think Lee Pelacudas was the GM. And they told Lou, oh, what happened to Louis? So Lou Pinella called me like three times in the office. Said, Louis, what happened? I said, man, you cannot hate when you're not playing. That's not happening. You know? And uh, in the meantime, I, I was kind of sad, peace. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I deserve better. So they end up putting me on waivers. They put me on waivers and, and, and Bob Watson 
God bless. He uh, he called me and my wife cried when they when they tried because the year before they treat they treat us like in New York. You know, when you play as a visitor in New York, you you you're bad people, man. It doesn't matter who you play for. And uh what's to say, Louis, man, uh we just pick you up, welcome to the Yankees. I said, okay, so I, ha- I hang up, told my wife, and she started crying, I'm not going there. I don't like New York. So, okay, in that time, we used to live in Venezuela. Okay. So I, to- I told her, okay, you go home, and uh, I spend the next month and a half, you know, if they go to the playoff. I don't know what's going to happen to me. Two weeks later, I call her, and I say, you know what? You come over here. You don't know what you're missing. This wh- wh- is where'd you live? Where- where'd you live in New York? Uh, I was in a hotel in New Jersey. Okay. Jersey. But uh, with all the respect for the other teams, I just feel like that was the first time I made to the big league. Because that team was all that out what I want to do. It's all about win. And you had and we don't have a superstar. We have rookie Jeter, rookie mm-hmm. Moriano, rookie Jorge, rookie well not Bernie, but it was had two or three years in the in the league, maybe more. Apollo Neal, you know, we don't have superstar. We have who knows how to play the game. And that's, and I said, wow, this is what I want to be. And I told my wife, you got to come over here because this, this is going to be fun. And then, um, well. I just read Jack Curry's book about the 1998 Yankees. And we're going to talk about 98 team in a minute. But uh, there was a great article, a great part about you that you went over and you kind of told Jeter, you were like, hey, is he going to be receptive to me? I want to tell him about turning double plays. Is that true? You were telling him how to turn the double plays by the bag? Yeah, but uh, it wasn't me. It was Jorge Posada. Okay. You know, they're, they're best friends. Mm-hmm. So one day he told me, hey, um, you know what? You got to help that guy. I said, who? Jeter. Because, <laughs> you know, the way he turned over plate, he's going to get killed. So and then I started looking at him. I said, wow. Because he used to turn over plays going forward. And, and jumping over the player, the, right? Yeah, go over the plate. And uh, he don't go to to the side. I got yeah okay. So I told Jorge, Jorge, I don't know the kid. I don't know the kid. Um, and I don't I don't want him to think that I want to take his position, which is not gonna happen. But because he was watching me play the year before with the Mariners, because he was there, but he wasn't playing. Sure. Only Fernando was. Me. And then I said, don't worry, I take care of him. It's my friend. Okay, so Jorge talked to him. The next day, he come to me and goes, "Listen, can you go and let's work a double play?" So okay, then let me tell you one thing. The reason that you do it right now is because you're 21 years old, 20 years old. But when you get older, that's going to be a trouble. So I said, "Yeah, I know, I know." He's a very smart guy, man. He get things like that. So I didn't basically say anything. What the only thing that I say, okay, how do you like to do it? He used to step on the back, pushing himself to the side, right? I mean, this, this is the way we want to do it. Mm-hmm. Pushing himself to the side and then turn your body to first base and one rhythm. This is one, one rhythm. Let's, let's work on that. So I st- start flipping. He just did it right away. Well, it's not the, because in the past, he used to slide your foot into the back. Right now, if you miss it, you replay. Yeah, which I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that because we used to shoot before. We don't, we miss the back, and then that's it. The old body is not there. 
And they'll say, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Do you feel comfortable doing? Let's do it. The only bad thing about that is that I never get early to the ballpark. I never get early to the ballpark. So he used to talk, okay, tomorrow at 1 o'clock, 1.30. So we did that for a month. <laughs> so I have to get home. I have to get to the ballpark at 1.30. Wait, what so, time okay. did what, – Luis, what time did you show up for like a 7 o'clock game? Well, if you had a 3.45 stretch, I get there like 3.20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I, I, I hate cage. I never like to hit in the cage. For me, it doesn't do anything. I just want to see the ball land in the grass in the outfield, which I don't hit. That's what I hear. I don't hit all the things. I hit him in the grass in the outfield. <laughs> that 96 team is the most beloved team. They're my favorite team, this generation's favorite team. Down 0-2 to the Braves. Mm-hmm. I know Tori gave that speech. How do you guys have confidence to go to Atlanta to win go, to win three in a row? Atlanta. I just had Layritz on. I had Rivera on. And I'm like, how do you guys go to Atlanta down 0-2 and you guys got smacked around the Bronx? Where'd that confidence come from? Well, by the way, by the way, before before I answer the question, the '98 they say '98 team is the best team ever. It wasn't the best than the '96. Really? Big cat. Yeah. And, and, this is my, my opinion. Yeah, well, you were on the team, so you your voice matters. That's that's my team. That's my team. 96. But you know what? The conflict was there. Even though we were two, uh, down 2-0, uh, we knew, uh, well, we the conflict was there. We know that we can get back and win the series because we had the people. We had pitching. We had lineup. I mean, we had good managers. We got it. I mean... And one thing that stood out to us, man, is that, I don't know if he, but Bobby Cox, mm-hmm. he got to the airport in Atlanta with a big cigar and <laughs> said that was, that was over. And I know that a few players saw that. few players saw that and said, okay, okay. they don't know they play the Yankees. And, uh, man, I mean, wow, when you got guys like Jeter, and O'Neill and Bernie for me, Bernie was my guy in the playoffs. Bernie and Jeter, mm-hmm. when the playoffs come and they, they were the guy. Because pitching, pitching they lacked in. I mean, we we, we got blessed with we had David Cohn, we had um David West and Duke, you know, over those years, mm-hmm. uh Clement. Wow, we have we got blessed because we have the they we, we know they're gonna perform. And I think as a player, you got to understand that uh, we got a guy who can give us a win on the mound. The only thing we can do is everybody's do their job little by little. And, and, we, and we're going to score running. We want to win the game. And, and Joe Torre always say, listen, man, you know what you're supposed to do. It's not over. <laughs> Let's grind it. Keep grinding. That's his word. Grind it. And uh, uh, we got a good team. I mean, it seems like everybody believed in everybody. He don't. Oh, you see that game that David come pitch and he said, "Hey, he he give it two bodies, two bodies to David Cone. and he said, I put you guys in this situation. I take you out of this.' Wow! And then he walk another guy. He they, he keep it over there. <laughs> wow! If you do that, do that in Venezuela, they kill you. <laughs> Now, Luis, you didn't get to celebrate with the Blue Jays. How do you guys celebrate in 96? Was that just the craziest party? Man, 
it's, it's unbelievable. Well, the Yankees have 19 years without win, right? Mm -hmm. yep. series. And, and the people are crazy. I see crazy people, man, but New Yorkers are crazy. They enjoy, they celebrate, and they appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's, I mean, I played for five teams in the big leagues. Okay, I win with the Yankees. Yeah. But in the United States, you walk in the street like nobody knows you. And New York, people know you. Yeah. They appreciate, you know, they love, they love so much. And then you can't hide. <laughs> you cannot hide. Man. But um, it was so much fun just to see. I never see a lot of people in my life um, celebrate a, a championship with the, with the team. Like you guys did the parade. Do you ever pinch yourself like, wow, I was a 20-year-old kid in Venezuela. A couple of years later, Blue Jays traded to the Angels, Blue Jays, and now I'm down Broadway at the Ticket Day Parade. How crazy is that? Do you just pinch yourself it's, and like, holy crap? Yeah, this is crazy. And then the, I told my wife, I'm like, this is it. That's what, I, you know, you work for. I mean, and, and I've been blessed for five, five uh, major league rings and, uh, because you see a lot of superstars doesn't have one. Yeah. But it's to be able to win four with the Yankees, right? Win four with the Yankees. And I don't, and when you see the, the, the name, uh, the word superstar, we don't have that. No. We have people to care about their teammates, people who know how to play the game, respect the game. And that, that, that's how you win game because the talent is there. Everybody has talent, but you don't win with one player. I don't care how good you are, how much money you make. You win with 25 guys. And that was the, the message that your Torrey used to send us. Hey, you never know when you're going to perform. You never know when you're going to be there. And uh, that's why the 96 game, uh, I mean, the 96 thing is the best because in game three, he benched Tino, he benched yeah. O'Neill, and he benched Waybox. Mm -hmm. You he, see those three He put names? in Cecil Fielder, Charlie Hayes, and Strawberry, I think, right? Right. And then it's, oh, my God. And we don't, we don't see that as a big deal. Yeah. See that like, okay, that's it. And Tino and, and, and O'Neill and, and Wade, they were supported that day. Like, let's go, guys. We can do this. And um, that's, how, that's how I started everything. Because when you have confidence in your players, they're going to perform for you. Let me ask you this now, because the 98 team, like I said, I just finished Jack Curry's book, and you're on the cover. The cover's the whole team, but it's your number 19, like, running out there. So you're prominently displayed. You could have started on other teams. Is that a difficult decision for you? Like, I'm going to stay with this team, which has the potential to be, you know, Hall of Fame, legendary, greatest team ever. Was that a difficult decision by you? Like, I'm going to stay here, maybe not play as much instead of starting somewhere else? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was an easy decision for me. Okay. And you know why? Because when, when you first sign, in, in your first couple of years in big league, if you don't want to play every day, go home. Because everybody wants to play. Mm -hmm. But you got to understand which your role is, right? And um, and I realized that a lot of way. I remember one day, Kajita don't take a day off. He doesn't take a day off. And every time he got a day off, he go to Joe Storer's office and say, I'll play. I don't no. want a day off. And then, okay. So, Saturday night. Saturday night. And, and, that, and that's how they changed for me, my life with the Yankees. Okay. Joe Torre called me at the office and says, you're going to play shortstop tomorrow. All right, be ready. Okay. So, we embody practice. And then, 
I don't know if Gila remember this, but he said, hey, man, I know you're in the lineup, but I want to play. I said, okay, that's good. Well, you know, every day shows up. But my attitude wasn't good in batting practice after that, mm-hmm. right? So I was taking sloppy swings. My attitude was kind of, I don't want to be here, blah, 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 blah. And then Mr. Don Simmer, God bless. Wow, I learned so much from that guy. Man, he shoot me up. Crazy conversation. I mean, every I think everybody can hear that in the state. <laughs> because he doesn't say good things. And then I say, hey, let me tell you one thing. I can I can uh break down what he says in, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that guy over there, Joe Torre. There's nobody in this club. There's nobody in this club that he trusts more than you. But he makes the decision, right? He told you that you want to play um, that you want to play uh, today, and hey, you out of the line now, so big deal. And I said, yeah, dumb, but you know, I was. Re- I don't care. He he made the decision. I mean, he killed me. He crushed you. So, <laughs> And what and what should do there? Yes, as PS, you shouldn't do that. You show your teammate, you show the money, you show me, you show me up. But, but okay, so and I say okay. You, he goes, how many more years you think you can play? I was thirty two by then, I think. Thirty two, thirty three. I said, well, I don't know. Well, you can play one more year. Play five, six more. I get to my head, right? And I said, oh, shoot. What did you try to say? So that message got to me, right? So the next day, we talked again, me and Don, and said, Louis, I probably went too hard on you last night. But you don't know how important you are for this club, just like the other guys who doesn't play every day. Because somebody get hurt, you want to be the guy. Somebody uh, get hurt behind the plate, Jim Lady's going to be the guy, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. He, he just said, you're right, Dean. I mean, uh, Don, and I, I'm sorry, I apologize for my, for my action, my attitude. That's not going to happen again. It didn't happen again because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? If you play or not, I always want to be ready. From that moment on, who was my role was? I knew that I'm, I'm a backup guy. Mm-hmm. Whatever they did me, I'm going to be there. That was a Sunday. What happened the next week? I played five out of six games. First, I played second, I played third, but I don't play short. I think at the age. Come on, G. Come on, G. Give me the opportunity, man. But, uh, but that, that's, that's in my head, man. And I said, wow. And when I start coaching, I always talk to the younger guys and say, listen, you never know what's going to be your last day in the stadium. And it happened to two players when I was a coach. I tell them the same message. The next year, one going. The other, the two years later, signed three years, but uh, he don't want it. He want to go somewhere else. And this thing, you know, he was like open down. Man, when you play for the Yankees, yeah. and you got Dan Seaman, and you got Joe Torre, Shut the hell up. <laughs> Play the game of baseball. One thing about the 98 team, because like I said, I just read the book. You can read documentaries. You can see everything on it. Wells is perfect game. So many magical moments. Reading the book, you forgot, and you just mentioned his name, 
how important El Duque was to that team. How much life did he bring into the team? Because you, you know, listen, there was a chapter about um, the perfect game and Tino's this and this. But then there was a whole thing about El Duque and you're like, holy crap, I forgot how important he was. Tell me when El Duque shows up, what he brought to the team and how different he was. Well, you know people talk, right? When he gets to the team and say, oh my God, okay, this is going to be the guy. That he's this guy really good. And this guy is going to help us win. You know, people shout, blah, 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 blah. But <clears throat> we had no doubt when he first, we first saw him on the mound. Oh, this guy for, for real. You know, he was kind of weird. He don't want to get. He don't get along with nobody. He told like your way messing around with him. Say you got to be there for the national anthem. You got to be there for early stretch. And they say hey, you're always speaking on me, man. Are you telling you what you're supposed to do? Things like that. And we become a great friend. But um, I mean, uh, when after he pitched three, four games, oh, we knew he's going to be be a part of the team, and which he did. I mean, the way he pitched in those playoffs, man, wow. Wow. Like I say, we, we, we were blessed to have those, those guys on the team. At this point in your career, you already had a few rings, but you became a Yankee legend on my birthday, October 26, 2000. You gave me a great birthday. Top of the ninth oh, yeah? inning. Oh, yes, yes, nice. yes. So, Luis, you got to take me to this. Top of the ninth inning, two outs, first and second, Al Leiter's on the mound, just take me through that at bat because it's still, and I mean this, this is not an exaggeration, one of the five best moments of my life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. Well, um, thank you. Well, well, you know you know how to start, right? I started on the bench when the Duke, mm-hmm. we sit him at the end of the dugout, and I drink a lot of coffee. I'm a coffee guy. So he goes, you know what? Um, I'm going to go upstairs. I tell him, I'm going to go upstairs. You want a coffee? He said, no, I don't drink coffee. Okay. So I went there. And he, who was there? It was Glenn Allen Hill, Jose Canseco, Chuck Dowler, and Luis Polonia. Okay. They want to get a coffee, right? So but when I went up there, I told the Duke, you want to hold that bat, which is there. That bat is over there. The black one. Okay. <laughs> you want to hold that bat, which is a Clay Bellinger's bat. It's not even mine. With this, that was in the top of the four. With this bat, we're gonna win the World Series. So I look and look at me like you must, you must be crazy. So I went upstairs, and they all talking. Canseco goes, "Hey, how are we gonna win the game today?" So, okay, Canseco goes, "I'm gonna hit a 700 feet shot to win <laughs> the game." Blah blah blah. And the top of the nine, okay, Glenn and Hill say, "I'm gonna go apple." Polonia said, I'm going to get a base hit, second and third, somebody drive me in, Chuck Nobler. I'm going to walk with bases loaded. And I said, okay, I'm going to, just going to hit the, my blue single, like I always do, and win the game. Right? So we are top. So I went to the bench, sit with the Duke. And uh, top of the eight, bottom of the seven, Don Simi come to me and say, get ready. It might be a double switch. Right? It might be a double switch. So, okay, I'm ready. Happened. I went to second base in the in the eighth, mm-hmm. in the bottom of the eighth, and uh, I came to hit. But when we went to the bench at, in the ninth, I went to see the lineup, and I one, two, three, four. I'm about in fit. Okay, two men, two men don't get on base. I'm gonna have a chance to hit, but you know, okay, I hope we win the game. 
So two hours, you see what happened in the night, right? And uh, then Jorge walked. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was on, on deck, before Scott Brochus got the basic, El Duque yelled at me, he goes, hey, that's not the bat. I got another one. So I threw it to him, and he threw me that bat, and I wow. said to him, looking at him, he said, remember what I told you? <laughs> you remember what I told you, right? So and then, <laughs> the funny part about this, Bobby Valentine went to talk to a lighter. Okay. Because he had 100, 175 pitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they went to talk, and they probably goes, let me have Louis, because I don't have a good success in my career against uh, which we, we used to be a teammate in Syracuse. We played together. Oh, great wow, guy. okay. Yeah, great guy. And um, and then when Valentine went to talk to Alaire, Lee Masili, the first play coach, come talk to me. And he MF'd me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't you take the first pitch? Do it. I always take the first pitch. Yeah. I, I hate to swing the first pitch. And I say, no, man, I always take the first pitch. Don't you take a UMF? <laughs> we, we, we have a good relationship. You know? So, okay. So I start laughing. Head back. Maybe he's right. Because he throw me that cutter, the first one. The second one's going to go in, in, in. And um, so I reset my mind. I'm gonna go forty. You know, if he throw me fast around the middle, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in, and I did, right? Had the base C, but you know what? My dad he passed away a year before. Oh, that's the twenty October twenty fifth, something like that. Remember that year was tough for us. Polonia, Polonia's dad, yes, uh, brushes and myself. Hmm. So I was kind of crying going to first base, but. Uh, it, not sad, but with joy because I knew my dad was watching. And I was like, this is for you. I got to tour base. And, you know, yeah, you my, had the biggest smile tour. on your face. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, what were you thinking about? So it was your dad on third base with that smile. Yeah, well, I, I knew something good was going to happen to me that day. I knew it. I know it. So you see something like something on you, like, because I never had that come to the play. The only thing I say to me is say, listen, this is your time to shine. This, a lot of people is looking at you perform. Show them. Show them what you can do. And uh, you know, it was like seven, seventy-five hops up the middle, but it <laughs> came through. Everybody died, even the rushing back, even the pitching drop. <laughs> Let me ask you this one. Do you know your batting average in the postseason World Series? Average. Is it four hundred? Four hundred. You batted four hundred in October. That was just crazy. Let me ask you yeah. this though: You uh, you retired, you managed Double A, you come back, you hit a home run off Ron Guidry. What made you come <laughs> back? In, in old time is dead. You hit a home run off Ron Guidry, and then you decide to come back. How'd that happen? Well, that's something that I'm the only one in history of the game. You know that, right? I don't. I don't. They play the old timers and 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 play another major league baseball. Because you 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 played old timers. Who comes back and plays? <laughs> um, Gina got hurt. Yeah. I was in third base coach. I was there and I said, wait, you want to play your first all-timers game? I said, yeah, I'm not that old, but I'm going to play. So like two weeks later, I got hurt. Rip cake. It's a little bit old, growing, I don't remember. So 
They don't have no a guy ready in double A or triple A. They don't want to make a trade because Jitter's situation was that long. Mm-hmm. So I was taking Rumble every day with Jitter because I came. I was in Mexico before I went to uh, to New York, and then uh, I was in good shape still taking Rumble, taking BP in the cage with the guy messing around, and Joe uh, uh, called me at the office. Oh, shoot, what do I do now? I say, hey, man, um, listen, we see you taking ground ball, and we have this situation, you got hurt, but we don't want to call nobody up. I think you can be the guy. And I say, oh, what's the camera? Are you joking? Joking around? And you're totally always serious. I say, you, you know me. I'm not, I'm not playing around. I say, oh, my God. It was Brian Cashman, was uh, Dan Simon, and uh, your Tori. I say, well, you know me. Hey, you, you need me? I, I'm all in. So the best ovation that I ever had was when I took my first about after I retired. And uh, in that moment, I feel like that was my first day in big league. That was something like unbelievable because people say, man, how do you do it? Yeah. me always say, you can play till you're 50 for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm not, I wasn't afraid. I mean, uh, I, I like big moments. I want to be in the big moments and, and I think I'm born for that, man, to be honest with you, because I never had pressure, especially when I go to the play. I probably had pressure when I manage or when I play defense because I wasn't like, I was good, but I wasn't great. But uh, when I step on the play, I always want to want to perform. And uh, like I said, I was looking and smile and uh, this is nothing. Let's turn the lights off. Let's go home. <laughs> I, I want to talk about managing because after you, you know, you retire from the game, you learn from Tori, you learn from Zimmer, Mazzilli. You go coach Venezuela, the WBC. How great was it representing your country as the head oh coach of that team? Like, how much pride, how special was that for you? Well, it was, after the World Series, I think that's the best thing that can happen to me. You know why? Because I always want to represent my country as a player. I never did because I don't have the WBC and stuff like that. I never did when I was a little league and, and any other the division or whatever. Um, and when they called me and they say, listen, uh, we want you to, uh, we want to interview you for being the uh, head coach for the Venezuela. I said, wow. I mean, uh, I mean, coach Omar Vizcar, Johan Santana, Miguel Cabrera, Jose Altuve. I mean, all those uh, major, Venezuelan major leaguers, I mean, that's something like, uh, wow. And uh, I did it with a lot of pride. That's something that I did for the first three WBC. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the, the best year was in, in 2009. And uh, unfortunately, we don't win, but win is not easy. Win is not easy, man. And uh, Japan always come to play, United mm-hmm. States come to play, Dominican. That's a lot of good teams there. And, uh, you know, as a Venezuelan, we think because we have Miguel Cabrera, we're going to win. Yeah, so yeah. You got to, yeah, you got to be, uh, that's a project. Yeah, that, you got to build. Good players around you, which we have. But when you had Johan Santana, he can throw 95 pitches. You got to go 60, 62. And then you got to take him out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, now what? Now what? And you have Carlos Zambrano. Or you have, uh, I mean, Phyllis and Dante, which you can, I mean, let it pitch. I mean, that's WBC, but uh, oh, that's Major League. You got to respect that. They ask for everybody. But uh, one of the best moments in my, in my life. How crazy is the atmosphere and the love for baseball down in Venezuela? 
oh my god it's crazy it's crazy. Right? it's crazy i mean if you have the opportunity to go go <laughs> you're gonna go and see like uh uh paracas and marianas which is like the red sauce yankee rival mm-hmm. um this is crazy Forty thousand people and uh they don't i mean nine innings loud i mean loud pitch by pitch i mean nobody you can hear people right next to you it's so much crazy it's so much passion uh, right oh my goodness unbelievable i mean the winter morning since thing happened in dominica which i went there with lisey and sibao same thing i mean people are crazy about the game of baseball and uh you know it's a beautiful game man when was the last time you were down there I just came back like a month and a half ago. Let so listen, so Luis, I'm trying to visit every country in the world. I've been to 93 countries. I haven't been to Venezuela wow. yet. So when I set up a Venezuela trip, I'm going to call them, let them know you and I are best friends so you can set something up. L- let me ask you, you a question it. about the youth in uh, Venezuela. You know, sometimes, you know, it's a little rocky right now, a little difficult down there. Is that affecting the baseball academies, the kids playing now or no? Because there's such a – look at the talent that came from Concepcion to you to mm-hmm. now – Miggy Cabrera and all these guys, the youth down there, are they affected with any of the uh, problems going on down there? Yeah, it's unfortunately because when, when, when that happened, all the academy, we used to have academies like in Dominican Republic, same thing. Everywhere, right? And when the country went through a lot of trouble and stuff like that, and uh, all the organization went up. And we still produce real good baseball players. Now the scouts go to uh, Colombia, so now the, uh, the academies, they are, the, they are in Venezuela. They have to go to Colombia and bring guys over there so they can sign the kid. But we still produce a lot of good players. Uh, the country going into different direction right now. Uh, I went there and then the last time I went was like five years ago. And then, wow, we don't have toilet paper. We don't have the soap. We don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Now it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I don't know how, how they do it. Don't ask me. I don't know. I don't even, I don't even talk about it, but... Uh, I mean, just to go to your country, it's like, uh, wow, you, you want to be there. I'm yeah. born there, you know. Yeah, you want to spend time with your friends, your family, blah, blah, blah. But um, unfortunately, the, the academies are not there anymore, they, like like Dominican, because mm-hmm. the future, but the future looks bright. I think, yes. I think that's going to come back sooner or later because uh, we produce a lot of baseball players. Oh, you that. produce some players, and, you do. Unbelievable, man. You see year after year. Who's that guy? Oh, he's in the big league. What is he from? Dominica? No, he's Venezuela. What? Venezuelan. I mean, you didn't see that now, uh, in the past. Now you do. And uh, I mean, I'm so proud because guys, uh, you know, keep working to to get guys better to, to play in the best best game in the, in the game. couple of things. Right before we came on, I've scrolled through your Instagram. How did you lose so much weight? You're looking great right now. And then you go through your yeah. older pictures. You know, you're a little heavier. How'd you lose all that weight? I had this lead because uh, uh, I have a problem with my weight when I play. So when you get older, there's no way I'm going to go to the gym. No chance. That's not going to happen. But you know what? I, I like to play basketball. And my ankle always give me a trouble. I get all the weight. And I say, the only way I can play my basketball, I'm going to have surgery. And I did. And I, Almost three years now, I feel great. And uh, that's how people say, oh, wait, you work out. Hell no. <laughs> no, I never did when I play. I won't do it. <laughs> well, you look great. Two things on Instagram uh, stuck out. One, golf from Abu Pujols. How's your golf game? Is your golf game good? 
I'm a t- 20 handicap, still figure, uh, try to figure it out. Yeah. Get better and better. But I'm crazy about that game right now, man. I try to play twice a week uh, when I have a chance. And, uh, and, I, and you know, when I play, pitchers have a, they want to play golf. Before they bring the uh, baseball back, they bring the golf back. And they say, man, how are you guys doing? I mean, when you don't pitch in spring training, they want to play golf. Oh, that's so boring. Now I can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't get up. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, uh, I start off with my son in 2020 with the pandemic. Okay. And I can stop. I can stop, but uh, I get better. I, I mean, I, now I can play. Now I understand the game. That's another thing. And, uh, you know, try to get better day, day in, day out. One other cool picture you had. You have five rings. You were hanging out with Jordan, who has six. Where'd that meeting come up? You and Jordan just hanging out. Eleven rings between you guys. Where was that? Yeah, he, that was in uh, Derek Jeter induction, the Hall of Fame. Oh, that's uh, Derek uh, invited me. Uh, wow, that's something that I really appreciate because <clears throat> he uh, he put me in, in his list, and I saw Jordan <laughs> basketball, and I, I my Jordan. I think LeBron's going to be better. But I'm a Jordan guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I got some kind of confused. But, but I love LeBron, too. <laughs> so I had it in front of me. In front of me, him and Patrick Ewing. So when I got there, I said, man, you know what? You guys got to move. You're too big. I can see. Right? So I have Soriano, Alfonso Soriano, right next to me. And uh, Soriano, oh, Louis, man. We had the boys in front of us. So, yeah. Oh. Michael Jordan. Come on. So uh, Soriano goes, hey, I want to I wanna take a picture with the guy. I said, me too, man. Me too. So, okay, if he goes that way, you take it. If he goes that way, I take it. All right. So I don't know if he knew who we were, <laughs> who we were. Uh, but, yeah, I guess he played baseball. And then he went that way, right? So then, Louis, Louis, talk to him. Talk to him. So, hey, Michael, how you doing, man? How you doing? Uh, Soriano, Alfonso Soriano, he wants to take a picture with you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. So he, he was so nice. He took the picture. And that was it. Oh, so I, told is... everybody, I told everybody that he asked me for a photo. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Luis, you had five rings. I have no World Series rings. Hey, one other question. I actually don't know the answer to this. I should have looked it up. Were you on the 9-11 team? Were you on the Yankees during the World Series when George Bush threw out the first pitch or no? Yeah, I was there. Tell me about okay. that. My dad and I went to that game. I still have the ticket stub. How was that? Because I just watched a mini documentary on it, watching Bush throw out that first pitch. Boy, that was that was very emotional because you know while we went through the the city went through, uh, the country went through, and uh, we we don't want to play baseball. Mm-hmm. To be honest, we just want to be with our family. But when we see the president of, of the United States. Going there and throw the first pitch and they say, "Okay, we we say," because we just, I mean, we just looking at the sky and say, "Oh, it's a plane!" Oh my yeah. God, anything can happen, right? And we knew how much the people would suffer in that particular time, but that's something like, you know, okay, we're here, and I know even the Boston fans want us to win, yeah, in that 2001, and uh, and uh, we just want to do it for the for the city, for the country, because. But we don't win, but uh, it, was, it was special. It was special, and they used to see those people, uh, you know, try to get the content in the right direction. 
Okay, Luis, I've had you on for 50 minutes. Are you ready to finish up with a few quick hit questions? Go ahead. I see the Concepcion jersey behind you, but what is the coolest piece of memorabilia that you own? <clears throat> wow. But I have a lot. I see but it. I just, got, I just got Mariano's. I got Mariano's too, so we both have Mariano's. <laughs> Man, I play with those guys. I don't have it. I just have it like a year ago. A lot of good pieces here, man. Ooh. But, you know, I th- this is my my little room. And uh, I know that's a quick, because I know it's a quick answer. No, no, this is awesome. All, I love it. All my things that I have here. I just got the MVP Jitter in 2000, and uh, he just gave it to me and signed it for me, which is good. I mean, I had a lot of good pieces. How about this one? When was the last time you wore one of the World Series rings? Last time. Last time you wore ago. a ring. A year ago. Was it a special occasion or something or no? Yeah, it's a special occasion. And, and only when I went to New York. Because that's too big, man. I have yeah. one here. Look at look at this. Look at this ring. This is a minor lay ring. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the way it looks when you put it on. So I don't, I don't wear those. I don't wear those. <laughs> How about this one? One baseball game in history that you wish you could have watched as a fan front row. So any game in the history of baseball, which game could you wish you could have watched as a fan? Either one in 75 War Series because I was a big fan of the Red Machine and that concept. So. How about this one? You and I are hanging out in New York City, Luis. Who's the coolest person in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you back? You want to impress everyone at the bar. You don't have the World Series ring with you. You tell the bar, guys, I'm going to text who, and they'll text you back. Wow, I have a lot. I can say Peter and Mo, Mariano. If I text Bernie, he would text me back in a year. <laughs> So I don't, I don't waste my time texting Bernie. So Gita Rivera, they'll text you right back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. two more. Favorite TV show. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. You just want to watch TV, fall asleep. What show are you putting on? Um, Friends. Okay, uh, that's, uh, you can do better than that, Louis. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but you know what? There's nothing else to watch at that particular time. And then you just – I'm a TV guy, so yeah. I watch anything. Five-time batting champion in Venezuela. Where are those awards? Are they in that room? Plate. Ah, plate. Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't get, like, uh, bats and stuff like that. That's, come on, man. It's <laughs> Venezuela. <laughs> but they're real nice ones. Yeah. When I come to Tampa, you show it to me. Dude, this was such a blast. I was looking forward to this. You told me awesome stories. Thank you for being so open. Dude, this was so much fun. And when I go to Venezuela, I'm going to tell you about it. You're one of my three best friends, and I'm going to get it hooked up down there. You know, man. I'll hook you up. <laughs> Luis, so like I said, you made my birthdays amazing. October 26th. It's when you guys won the World Series in 96 and the year 2000. I'm going to send you down one of the ticket stubs because I was there for the October 26th, 1996 one, and you signed it up for me. Bro, this was so much fun, man. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it for doing it, man. Thank I'll you. Keep, I'll keep in touch, Luis. See you later, bro. Take care. All right.